Today's Asora Betevis is an unusual calendar where we have uh, a fast day on a Friday, which usually never happens. The only fast day that can happen on a Friday is Asora Betevis. And there's the famous uh, comment of the one of the Rishonim, Dabud Raham, that says that even if Asora Betevis were to fall on Shabbos, we would have fasted on Shabbos, just like Yom Kippur. And this is because in, in Yechezkel, when he talks about the fast of Asura Betevis, he says, Be'etzem ayoyim azeh, somach melech bovel Yerushalayim, on the essence, on the very, that very day, the king of Bovel laid siege on Yerushalayim. This is what happened on the tent of Tevis. This is where the siege started until Shivas of Tamus and Tishabov. But the siege began in Asura Betevis. So because it says the word Be'etzem Ayyemazi on that very day, which is a very unusual emphasis, the same word we find in the Torah by Yom Kippur. Anyone who wants fast on that that very day, etzem means the essence of the day. There's something about the day itself that cannot be postponed. Uh, just like Yom Kippur, we fast on Shabbos. Even if Yom Kippur falls on Shabbos, same thing with the Sora Betavis. Question is why? We would think Tishabov, it's the Choban Beis that's is much. Much more serious fast day, and yet Tishabov, when it falls on Shabbos, we postpone it. Why don't we postpone? Why wouldn't we postpone Asura Betevis to Sunday? In actuality, today Asura Betevis could not fall on a Shabbos, only on an Erev Shabbos. But in the time when we, you know, set our calendar based on the moon, seeing the new moon by witnesses, it was possible. It says the Budram. If it were to fall on Shabbos, we would fast. Even though Tisha we wouldn't fast. Shivas Abitavos, we wouldn't fast. We would postpone it to the next day. So there is a Minchas Chinuch, the great, one of the great Gainim. Um, he writes an interesting observation. That with, in Zechariah, he mentions all the fast days in one Pasuk. Tzayma Asiri, Tzayma Chamishi, Tzayma he refers to Shivasubatamus, Tishabov, Asarabitevis, and some Gedalia. Uh, now, he doesn't refer to those fast days by the date in the month. He only mentions the month. There's the fast of Tzema Chamishi, the fifth month, which is Tishabov. Tzema Asiri, which is the tenth month, which is Asarabitevis. He mentions the month, the fast from that month. So Milchus Chino says that when you look in the Gemara, it seems that when uh, the Nevi'im, when they established these fast days, they weren't specific about a certain day in the month. They said this month is a month of fasting because something tragic happened in that month. They weren't specific about the day. Later on, the, the Chachamim established that it should be Tisha B'Av, it should be the 9th, it should be the 17th of Tammuz. Says with one exception, Yechezkel says about Asura Betevis, it's about that very day. There's something about fasting on the very day when it actually happened. Not just in the month. There's something about the day itself. And that's why that day is um, not replaceable. And we can't postpone it 
even if it would have fallen on Shabbos. Um, that's what the Achorinim say. But that still begs the question, what's, so what is unique about the Sora Betevis? It's only the siege. Um, uh, the Tishabov is the destruction of the Besamiglash itself. And yet Tishabov we do postpone, and the Sora Betevis we don't. And the Rebbe has uh, remarkable insights into this. Why, what makes the Sora Betevis so unique? that we insist on fasting even on Friday and on a Shabbos, something more serious about it. Yes, it's only the beginning of the entire period of, of tragedy and trouble, but it's in some ways the most critical for us. The lesson that Torah B'tivis teaches us in some ways is more fundamental to our lives than the other fast days. What happened on Asura Beteris is that the Melech Bavl laid siege on Yerushalayim. When he laid siege on Yerushalayim, he, he camped his army around the wall. The people of Yerushalayim were united by a wall. They all lived in one and the same city. A wall is a uniter. It unites people. When the, when the Melech Bavl laid siege on Yerushalayim, he prevented people from going out of the city. They couldn't leave the walls of the city. In other words, he forced a unification amongst them. The way it could be read, that Hashem is sending the Jews a message. We know that in the time of the Chubim by Rishin, there was a problem with um, people, a lack of Avis Yisrael, there was a lack, there was a, the three uh, serious transgressions that Jews were violating, but there was also a lack of, of Avis Yisrael, as is evident from a number of places. The idea of uniting people is the remedy to the problem that the Jews suffered at the time, in which led, you know, the Melech Bavel to come to Yerushalayim and lay siege. The Melech Bavel could have been an agent of teaching the Jews what they must do to prevent the disaster from happening. The fact is the Jews did not learn from it. Instead, they continued on their ways, and then that same siege ended up becoming a siege that led to the destruction of Eretz Yisrael, destruction of Yerushalayim, destruction of the Beis Amikdash. Had they taken the message at that moment, at the moment of the siege, everything would have been turned around. It would have become a siege that taught them an important lesson in how to return how to turn their ways around. This is one point. There's another Likud, another point about the walls. You know, Shiva Sabatamos is the breach of the walls. Asorabitavis is the siege around the walls of Yerushalayim. The significance of walls in Jewish tradition. The walls represent the outside protection of a city. In Judaism, we know that the walls of Judaism are those traditions that were instituted by the Chachamim. They're not an integral part of Torah law. They're not part of mitzvahs in the Torah, in Tanakh. This is something that Chachamim added to create a fence around Judaism. And then we have even more at the periphery, even further away, the Minhagim, customs, 
things, traditions that people took on on their own to enhance, to embellish the tradition. And often people think that they're not as important. And here is the lesson from Masora Betevus and especially Shivasa Betamus. The breach in the wall was the most critical uh, cause of the entire destruction. Once the wall is breached, there's no stopping. The enemy is in the city and there's, the enemy is uh, all out on destroying everything. The wall is the protection. When the wall is compromised, then everything is lost. Everything is downhill. A Jew must know that to keep Judaism at the highest level of integrity, one must protect the wall of Judaism. Be careful with all mitzvahs, even mitzvahs the Rabbanon, minhagim, even sometimes an added stringency that the community has taken on, to be very, very careful and protective of those traditions. Those are the tiny little breaches that can lead to major catastrophic consequences. There's a vote of the Tzemach Tzedek. It says that Lo'asad Lover Mashiach comes. Um, both Tzadikim and Rishoyim will cry. The Gemara says that Tzadikim, they'll look at the Yitzhahara and they'll see the Yitzhahara in the form of a mountain. And they'll say, wow, the Yitzhahara was such a huge piece of, of entity. There's this mountain of thing. It's a huge force. And I was able to defeat him. It, it's like Simcha, a crying from joy. The Sadiqim will cry from joy, realizing what, what, what they were able to avoid. The Rishoyim will cry the opposite, because the Yetzirah will appear to them as thin as a hair. Something that can be blown away, like, like with a tiny little breeze. And that they couldn't even... Uh, um, defeat and that will be very saddening and they will cry says it's a Marcelic, what is the Yitzhahara, is it a mountain or is it a hair and he explains the following what makes somebody a Russia what, what allows someone to deteriorate to become a Russia is that early on when the Yitzhahara is still thin as a hair when we're dealing with the periphery of Judaism, like minor things, so to speak, a custom, a tradition, a chumrah, a stringency, and people say, ah, dismiss it, this is just on the periphery of Judaism, it's not essential. When that happens, you right away put yourself in a position which is a downhill trend. The uh, tzaddik, what enables him to remain a tzaddik, that everything in Judaism, even the most minute stringency or custom in Judaism, was to him like a mountain. To, to transgress or to dismiss even the, the most minor custom in Judaism was as huge, as big as a mountain. And this is why he remained a tzaddik. This is the significance of what the Gemara is saying. The tzaddik sees the Yetzirah as a mountain. Everything, even at the beginning, the very first Yitzhahara, which doesn't strike a person on essential things. Yitzhahara doesn't come to a person right away about doing big averas, about tiny things. The wall. Let's make a tiny breach in the wall. We won't invade the city. The city will live intact. That's the key.
the key to protecting the city is making sure the wall uh, is maintained, the integrity of the wall is maintained, there's not even a tiny breach in the wall. That's the lesson we learn and why Sora Betevis is so important. Even a Shabbos we would fast because that lesson is so fundamental and critical for us to understand the difference between, God forbid, a, a total downfall of a person or the opposite, a person maintaining the highest level of integrity in his relationship with Hashem. Good Shabbos and an easy fast.